G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Matty Johns, all thanks to Harley Heaven, who was seeing the games last week like beach balls. Test rider Harley Davidson at Harley Heaven, Blacktown and Tempany's on the line. G'day, Matthew. Joel, Socky, how are you, boys? Mate, you must be up and about. The end is near, and uh, yes. I, I've got no idea what you do for about five months uh, in the off season. Yeah. Matthew, what's the plan? Well, I, I'm going to go to uh, I'm going to go to Vegas and watch uh, Tim Zoo versus Charlo. Oh. That's one of the things. Um, but you know what? Like maybe maybe duck over to Thailand just for about a week or something because like I haven't travelled for so long. But mate, from years like, like I remember doing breakfast radio on Triple M for eight years, and when the season ended. You know, you just got another, you know, two or three months of just getting out of bed at four thirty. So I, I, I honestly don't try to do too much at all. Yeah. I do that pretty good. Oh, how good, how good. Now, Maddie, uh, what's your take out of last week? Uh, it was a. You, well, you tipped the bunnies thirteen plus. You were bang on there. Um, yeah. What did you make of last week? I thought it was sensational. Yeah. I, I don't think there were many. Many surprises, even the upset, La Canberra. I think I, I thought I thought Melbourne would win that, but a lot of people saw the upset coming. Um, we sort of said before the Cowboys and, and Cronulla was going to be really hard to split, uh, and that's how it turned out. Penrith absolutely dominated. You know, we saw that one coming. Nathan Cleary, no rust at all in his football, um, and. Mate, and as we said, the bunnies. There is such, and I think you've got to keep this in mind when we talk about this week, there is such a big difference between day football and night yes, football. Yes, it, It's completely different. Playmakers, it's so much more difficult to push the ball around the park. Uh, whereas in the day, like the day football just suits uh, South down to the ground. Now, I like I, I, I like South this week uh, by, a, by, a, by a fraction. It's going to be really tight. But... It's at eight o'clock at night, you know. At eight o'clock at night at Allianz Stadium, and night games suit defensive, uh, disciplined teams, and that that is the Sharks. Um, in the other game, very very similar. Like if you look at the, the other game, right? So you got Canberra uh, who are on a roll, but they're going to have to adjust their football a little bit. In the last ten games Canberra have played, eight of them have been dry afternoons. And two of them have been 5.30 games. Now, the 5.30 game is a little bit different. But, you know, the first half is sort of almost like a day game. The second half starts to get slippery. But this is the first game they have played for a long, long time at 8 o'clock at night. So you've got to consider those things going in. They're, they're, they're really important factors. Okay, who's going to be more fatigued out of Cronulla and Souths? I've always said night football doesn't fatigue you as much because it's hard to move the ball around the park. It's a slower game, whereas day football is a million miles an hour. So even though the game went 93 minutes for the Sharks, I reckon given the emotion of the Eels, uh, sorry, of the Bunnies and the Roosters, I reckon probably there's a chance it might have taken a little bit more out of the Bunnies. I'm so proud of Matty uh, Sock. You know why? Is it, Matt ba- is it or Tim Bailey or is it? No, Bailey's? no, 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 no. Numbers, <laughs> <laughs> numbers are usually my go, right? Yeah, I'm yeah. so proud. Of, can you just repeat that uh, stat, daytime stat for Canberra, Matthew? Mate, they've played la- their last ten games. Mm. Eight of them have been dry Sunday afternoon games. They've won every one of that. Not Sunday, so dry, dry afternoon games. They've won eight of eight mm. and two, fi- uh, two, 
five thirty games and they've gone one from two. They've been pretty handy sides. Mm. They've knocked off they knocked off Melbourne last week and they got beat by Penrith, but nonetheless, eight o'clock football out uh, out west is gonna need a little bit of adjustment. Grabster. Yeah, we go. Oh, so proud. <laughs> so yes. proud, boys. There oh, we go. Oh, yes. Love it. Panthers and the Cowboys through to week three. Is that your grand yeah. final? Yeah, I reckon. Oh. No, you know, I, Penrith through. Um, I, the only side that can threat really, I, I think, the side that can really cause problems for Penrith is South going through. Mm. That's the side of the draw, yes. It'd be South. South's a really dangerous side. They've got the superstars. And Latrell has a night out and Cody. Then they can beat anybody. Um, the other side, I like North Queensland. I really like North, North Queensland. They're going to be playing at home. And given the fact they've scored 32 points against Cronulla last week, who are a good defensive side, shows how red-hot their attack is. And having a week off, what, what an advantage for them. So if you had to coach, Matty, and you had to pick a team that's left, what team would you would you pick and say, right, we, we can get them all the way through to at least face Penrith in the final? The Bunnies? Well, he's saying Bunnies. What about the other side of the draw? So right. if you had to take on someone on the other side of the draw, Cowboys, gonna, Raiders or yeah. Para to beat them in a grand final? I'd go, I'd, go, uh, I'd go Cowboys. Cowboys are unpredictable. They play a style of football that can upset teams. That They don't really get bogged down in the middle. You know, they hit edge players and they, they bend the line back out wide and then they hit the other edge as quick as they can. You see it so many times, right? You watch how many times Jeremiah Nanai is involved in a play on the right-hand side of the field, the far right-hand side, and he either gets quick play of the ball after ga- gathering defenders or offloads, and Murray Tuolungi scores in the far left-hand side. That that typifies how the, the Cowboys play. They they play a style all... not a, Well, I'd say very, very similar, if not identical, to the way that the, you know, the West Tigers played in 2005, which... Again, Todd Payton was yep. in that team. Yep. So he's, I think he's taken a lot of that blueprint. They are my tip to win it. And, and and part of the reason is Billy Slater's given them a great gift where Nanai, Cotter, Talungi, all those players have got a taste of uh, origin, uh, which is you know equivalent to a final, a big game. Hess is playing out of his skin. McLean was in Freddie's squad. Um, Dearden played so well in origin. So their kids coming through, they're on the up. And you often see that with... Grand final teams. I think they'll win the comp, but um, fresh and fit as well, aren't they? Yeah. Young, no scar yeah. tissue. Yep. You know, and I important win in Sydney last week because they've got a poor Sydney well, record. That's right. And they, are you surprised though, as well, Matty, that in the semi-finals game because I, I I was unders in that game. Were you surprised to see both those teams who have prided themselves on their defence with with thirty point efforts scored each way on both those teams? Yeah, I was sock. I, w- I was surprised by that. I, th- I thought it would be like a eighteen fourteen. Uh, I think Fitzy would have been really disappointed in, in the Sharks being at home and conceding 32, given the fact that in the last six weeks they've had three or four zeros against them. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that was, that was a surprise. But, again, it shows you it shows you how good the Cowboys are going mm-hmm. with their football. And, um, yeah, and, and mate, the week off for those young blokes, such a, such an advantage. I'd, I'd, like, if they were to win at this time of the year, given a lot of them had origin experience, and when I mean origins, but they've gone through that that tough period of origin, I don't know if they could win four in a row and go through and win it. However, having a week off, mate, recalibrate, relax, oh, man, they're going to be really hard to beat.
every time there's an Australian team name, there's there's a young punk, the whippersnapper. You know, this year yep. we're looking at Suwali'i, Hudson Young, Sean Lane could be in the mix. I know he's not such a whippersnapper. Nanai, Dearden. Who's the kid or kids that you see getting that green and gold jumper? Uh, I'd take Hudson Young deserves it. Yep. Um, he's been a revelation. He's a Maitland boy, Coalfields boy. Um, see, that's the great thing about the Knights, right? We're so generous. We, we <laughs> Like, what we do is we, we train them up and then we don't raid them and let, let them go. Yep. So, um, Beaufort who was fantastic this year. Yeah, Knights, yeah. He was at the Knights. We just let him go. Yep. Uh, mate, um, of course, Latrell Mitchell was keen to play for the Knights, but, mate, we... Joe Tarpany. Joe yeah. Tarpany was at the Knights. Mate, we just let him go. Honestly, <laughs> yeah. you're welcome, people. Yeah, Not a problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, I think, yeah, Hudson Young deserves it. Oh, I'd, but I'd definitely take Nanai. Nanai is just a freak. If you, know, you go... Big, we said before, man, yeah. I, I think bigger talent than even Sonny Bill. Yeah, I've backed him for the Clive. I reckon he's a sneaky chance for that. I tell you, um, if you go through the, if you Wikipedia, the Harold Matthews Cup, which is, has been the 15s, 16s, whatever the case may be, or 17s in more recent times, it's just decorated in Parramatta and Newcastle playing in grand finals. A bit of Penrith coming through as well. But you've got to ask your question, like, what's happening with these kids? Yeah, you know? Parramatta, have been, Parramatta have been like that for a long time. Joel, like yeah. I, I, I remember being a junior, and all of those Parramatta sides, you go, oh man, we're up against yeah. Parramatta, but nearly all of them. I mean, there's some examples that have come through, like Paddy Richards and a few others, but, but given that there've been so many superstars, Parramatta juniors, that never f- fulfilled their potential. I mean, there's guys that played a fair bit of first grade, like David Basari and Jason Bell, but did they? David Panner, mm. but. You know, I mean, Panna one day, I think Panna scored something like seven tries one day. He scored four in the 21s and then three in the reserve grade. But there's something about it that they never quite come through and were able to do it at the very top level. And Newcastle was a little different, boys, in the fact that blokes were coming through. But it isn't happening anymore. hasn't happened in the last decade or so. So there's, there's a problem in the coaching. They're, they're just obviously, they're not being coached the right way. I think sometimes... In junior, in junior sides, the worst thing the clubs do is they employ ambitious coaches mm. in juniors, and they think, oh yeah, you need ambition. But what that does is, mate, all they do is coach them to win. Yep. You know, complete run from dummy half, no mistakes. That doesn't teach mm. young blokes how to play football. You know, that stuff. That stuff is this. You know, young blokes, you just let them go. You know, let them. If if you want to produce them at the top level, you just let them go. Let them make mistakes. Give them a real good understanding of the game. And then as they start to progress through the ranks, then you just start to take small edges and the bad habits off them. But, man, if you try to put a lid on them too early, they just never get through. This came through Corey Gardner. So this is a kid who created a petition on change.org. Now, we were laughing about it, Fletch and I, but it goes like this. Tom Burgess should be allowed to play in the final and serve his suspension next year or in the World Cup. Taylor May was allowed to serve his, and it goes on. So we get where this is going. A lot of people have pushing the pass on this particular gag. But in the fair dinkum stakes, Matty, yeah. should we start to think about, so long as you're signed with a, a club for the following year and so long as it's on a lower spectrum of an incident, mm. in the racing, for example, somebody yeah. might get hit the week before a Melbourne Cup, but they allow them to run yes. in the Melbourne Cup and defer the sentence. Have you got any views about the NRL maybe doing something similar? Yeah, well, we spoke about a lot about the fine system. I, I think they're... Yeah, I, I think they're can be something like that with with points or whatever that it has to be a certain amount 
And if it doesn't tip over that, then they can be deferred. It can be, get really messy. It can get yeah. confusing. Like we've tied ourselves in knots a little bit with the fine system, mm, but but there is some merit to it. There's no doubt about it. And Tom and the Bunnies fans would be going, man, come on. Mm. At the moment, yeah, that that was a, that. You know, looking back in hindsight, they'll admit it themselves. The NRL they sort of tied themselves up with that Taylor May one. What you said on the show, and it was so easy for them, particularly the fact that Penrith had a double chance. It was so easy for them just to go one week. Yeah. One yeah. week in the final. It was Make so it easy. easy. Um, but anyway, let, let's look ahead to these games, Matty. Raiders take on the Eels. Where have you settled here? I'm gonna look. I'm gonna go the Raiders by just by by a, a fraction, mm. a really close one, because this is this is just Ricky's sweet spot. He just he loves mm. this. He was like he after the game he said, "Oh look, we're happy. You know, we're playing good. Feels great. You know, we're going to give some cheek. No one gives us chance. You know, no one rates us. No one gives us. And that's what he's telling his team. So there's a real, you know, it's a little bit like. When you get beat one, week one of the finals, you make the top four, you get beat week one, you go back. You know, it's a bit like trying to turn around a cruise ship in a river. Mm. It's a bit tricky, you know, a bit <laughs> difficult to do. So it's, whereas when you go in the other way, right, and you've, you've got yourself into the eight, you win week one, particularly if it's an upset like they've beaten Melbourne and you're just charging, is that that side plays with a greater underdog mentality. And I think for all their attacking brilliance, Canberra, I think they'll. I think the thing that'll get them home is that all upsets are driven by a, a rushing, aggressive defence, and mm. I reckon that's what that's what'll get them home against Parramatta. I just maybe I'm wrong. I, I've got a feeling Parramatta might play a little nervous. It's going to be a good match up through the middle of the field as well. Now, mate, oh, the uh, the bunnies and the rabbit, uh, bunnies and the sharks, mate. That's all I'm interested in. So you've yes. already tipped, you reckon the Sharks, even, uh, sorry, the Bunnies, even though it's a night oh, game? Mate, I, I keep flipping and flopping on this one, Socky. At the start of the week, I said, oh, mate, I reckon Sharkies by a fraction. And then I was like, mate, well, they've got Latrell And, you know, they're, to- they're such different teams, given the fact that Trey Fitzgibbon has put together a bit of a socialist team, if it makes sense. You know, like they're all sort of, they're hardworking, <laughs> you know, they're hardworking dudes. Mm. They're, uh, they're disciplined in defence. They all do their jobs. They're defence-minded. Whereas the other guys are just, mate, they're the superstars. And they just go out there and they play and they, they, they just go, mate, you guys score 20, we're going to score 30. So they're, they're so... It's just so different. I'm I'm going to go for Souths by a fraction on the best on on the back of um, their superstars and the fact that I think at Allianz Stadium it'll probably be about I reckon 80 percent South Sydney supporters. I think the joint will be rocking again like it did last Sunday. Oh, I love your analogy, Matty. So he's basically saying, look, Sharks are guaranteed to put a Seven and a half, eight on the board out of ten, mm. and it's up to the Rabbitohs to go and produce their spectacular yep. eight and a half or nine, which they can do. Yeah. Yeah, That's yeah. what the, I mean, the Broncos. That, the Broncos, back in the day, the worst side to play against back in the nineties, I mean, like ninety three, ninety four, were the Raiders. They were unbelievable mm. that ninety four Raiders side because they were a rare team in the fact that they could put they they could put sixty on you, and they throw the ball around and wear you out. But then when they turned the ball over, they just bash and it was just awful when you went out there you go mate we could get big 60 nil here which is yeah. always not a great mindset <laughs> anyway, but it was but it did happen a few times yeah. but then but the broncos were different right the broncos were not tough's not the right word 
whenever we play the Broncos, I wouldn't sort of go, oh, no, here we go, because they let you play football. It makes sense. They let you sort of go, and the Broncos would go, mate, yeah, it's all right, boys. You, play, you score 22, we'll score 42. Wow. And Craig Bellamy said that when he... When he went to, he served under Sheens as an assistant coach and a reserve grade coach. And Sheens is so analytical. And then he went to Wayne, the Broncos, who was totally different. And when he got there, Craig looked at how little video analysis he did on the opposition, Wayne. And he said to Wayne, hey, mate, listen, how about I just do some cuts on the opposition and show the boys? He said, hey, mate, don't waste your time. He said, when we play good, nobody beats us. And that's a, I think that's a, that's a little bit like the Bunnies. I think the Bunnies sometimes trust their talent too much, but at the end of the day, mate, when they got their tails in the air and and uh, and Cam Murray is he's the man. It, it sort of tips on, right? It, it starts like this: um, you need Cam Murray to get forward. When he when he gets forward, Cook gets out. Who triggers Cody? Who triggers Latrell? Mm. And when Murray's not there, that's why their attack looks a little clunky. Mm. I was going to say, you mentioned that crowd, that, you know, their 18th man, which is the crowd, is just so ferocious, so important. But their 18th man is actually Reggie the Rabbit. I don't know if you saw him. He spent about... <laughs> did you see this, Sock? No. Nah. He spent about five minutes in the in goal, Reggie. And I think, I don't know if because the stadium was smaller, he felt... I could send you a picture whether he felt... But he was dead set five minutes in. I thought it was Ben Hornby in the rabbit suit <laughs> just to try and marshal him around. But, Matty, um, just before you go, we'll let you go now, mm. but the, you're on the James Graham podcast. We had him on yesterday, Head Noise. Yep. He's a, he's an impressive man, isn't he? Oh man, he's 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 unbelievable. Such a, what a great guy. Yeah, fantastic. It was there? It was interesting sitting down with him. And yeah, it's it's really hard when you sit down to an honest interview like that because um, you sort of get them people go, oh yeah, you know, you know you're, you're kicking the game. It's mm. no good for the game. But the thing about it is, right? Like I remember about seven or eight years ago. Uh, I interviewed Dr. Ben Damalu, who was the he was the guy that that imbecile uh, Will Smith played um, oh, in the movie Concussion. concussion you know? yeah. But any, Dr. Ben Damalu, who he was a Nigerian doctor who went across and he discovered the CTE. And chatting to him about it, he said he said, "Look, KOs when you're knocked out cold." He said, "They're one thing." He said, "The ones that are worse are the little micro knockouts mm-hmm. where you, you stumble, or as we say back in the day, you get the wobbly boot." Mm. And mate, you just keep going. It wouldn't matter, you know. And that he said that is a concussion. And he said unless you're taken off the field, he said it's like a boxer who continues to box after the standing eight count. He said they get four or five of those in the rest of the the bout, and or like you do in the rest of the match, you get more susceptible to it. Mm. So my thing on the podcast was that the protocols that are put in place now in the NRL aren't overzealous; they're spot on mm. because people say all the time, you know, that the game's gone soft. What? It's just such crap. It's so wrong. Like, oh. the game's never required greater toughness. Totally it's agree. a different type of toughness. They're like, look at the speed of the game and the players. Look at that third state of origin game. And Jimmy asked, when, when you talk about all those things, Jimmy said, I said, the thing about it is, even when you know everything, if I'm playing in a semi-final and I get banged and I know I'm concussed, do I want to stay on it? Mate, they're going to have to try They're going to have to drag me off Ooh. there. And that's why you have to have the independent doctor. And it's got to be taken out of the players' hands. The great thing about the NRL was when it happened, or I'm proud of the NRL, is that they reacted immediately with protocols, whereas the NFL denied it. They closed their eyes. They they dragged uh, the doctor, Dr. Amalu's reputation through the mud, and they just wished it away, and it never happened. 
and they've had to put the protocols in place and you know they've put the things in place in the NFL and is the game any less popular? No, it's even more popular. So it's so we're on the we're on the right track. Well said, Matty. And uh, we can't guarantee who's going to win the comp, but you can guarantee there's going to be major decisions having to be made by doctors and uh, judiciaries, etc., ahead of the grand final. There's no doubt about that. Matty, we appreciate your time. We'll tune in for Morning Glory uh, tomorrow. And, and what about Fox? What, when are you next up with Fox with the final series being on? Well, they gave us an option, me, myself and Fletch and Heine. They said, we can put you on after the last game, which will be at 11 o'clock at night, or we can put you on at 5.30 <laughs> yeah. to do the pre-pre-game. And we, we wouldn't believe it. We said 5.30 because <laughs> we'll be at the pub by kickoff. Yeah, no further questions, Your Honour. Good on you, Matty. Yeah. Great to chat. Good on you, Joel. Good on you, Sohi. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now.